Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to The Shred Show Live, where we bring you industry professionals, entrepreneurs, and the best of the best from around the world who are willing to share how they shred, the strategies, the techniques, and the actionable items that you need in your business to go out and dominate. Join us as we shred, show up, hustle, repeat every day. Let's go. is up ladies and gentlemen i hope you all had an incredible weekend and on that note jacob how was your weekend sir it was amazing it was uh it was great did a rugby tournament didn't play in a rugby tournament watched one even better nice i was gonna gonna say i can see you you're a pretty big guy i can see you taking on those guys those big uh those polynesians that i see playing the game some of those those guys are pretty rough and tough i don't know if i'd mess with that crowd you know when i worked at reuters in london i played rugby for the reuters city league uh we fought against city group we fought against a couple of uh you know law firms um you know it was a lot of fun get it's it's nice to always have a hobby but uh, this is our this is our bread and butter so let's jump into it assuming you had a good weekend with uh I had a good weekend, dude. It was a really good weekend. Got to hang out with the family. Just chill. It was a chill weekend, actually. Really nice weather here in Utah, which was awesome. It was something we've been looking forward to. My kids are on this mini golf kick. I, I don't know. I, we went mini golfing again, and they love it. Like they think it's like the most the coolest thing since sliced bread. So mini golf it is. But we got some really good things to talk about, and we're starting with market mayhem. Let's start yep. there. There's a lot of mayhem. There's a lot of things. The last week was a big week when it came to. I mean, just a lot of top stories. So let's talk about the market mayhem that's going on. Yeah, a lot of, you know, there's a comment from the last show that I thought of the stone putter was very interesting. Yeah. We're talking about how investors in the market were were very excited about the prospects going on. And, and, and you know, one, one reader commented like, this is a terrible market. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, you know, it is, it is a terrible market. And we opened Monday with uh, the Wall Street Journal talk about how mortgages are just losing steam. Um, I wouldn't call it a terrible market, but it is a correction. Sure. And the way in which we've always said, we've always said on the show, the way in which you can really prepare for what's coming a week, two weeks, eight weeks down the line is to look at where the market's going. And we're not talking about just rates. We don't take that insular view nope. that rates and apps are the sun rises and set. We take a very, very big view, right? And we put a lot of information a lot of information goes into the rise and shred. And unfortunately, a lot of it gets kind of missed yep. it seems from time to time. But the information is there. The sources are solid. Okay. The, 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 the predictions are good. They're sweet. They don't get any better. So we started Monday talking about how the mortgage markets began to lose steam. Lo and behold, as the week goes through, we start talking about how the two biggest players in our space, when you think about it, Rocket, and United Wholesale had two very, very different weeks. It was very different. It was just, and it was, it was fascinating, Josh. It was so interesting to see the way these companies, which shouldn't even be uh, 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 talking about each other. I mean, you know, no. this is, and we, and we never talk about this. We no. never talk about why. Okay. And I want to try to hold back on the explicatives. <laughs> it's Monday morning, but why 
Uh, you know, you, you have this graphic, United Wholesale Mortgage versus Rocket. Like, we should not be having a conversation that compares the two. I was talking to a big investment broker in this space last week, just who invests in stocks, talking about the mortgage market, saying, have you ever seen anything like this? It would be like the CEO of Fannie Mae and the CEO of Freddie Mac going toe to toe. Yeah. They don't, they don't do it. You know why? It's just, uh, again, I can't get into the behavior but professionally, it's just the first time we've seen anything like this. Can we just yeah. talk about that? This is the first good. time we've seen two companies very established behave this way as if they were not. Yeah. And that's what the questions are. And look, hey, man, the information speaks to itself. OK, I don't just come to these opinions. They don't just 100%. pop in my head. All right. This is more than a decade of experience covering the space and watching actions. And I could just say, look at the way these two companies are behaving. Look at the way their executives are behaving. And it tells you everything you need to know. And it's so interesting how their behavior is trickling down into our day to day. Yeah, just, it really it's is. stunning. And I don't even know if they know that they have this level of impact on us. I don't even know if they care nope. because they're so bottled it up in what they're doing themselves. Look, look at the earnings call. Look at the earnings calls, read the transcripts. They're in the rise and shred. They're like freaking, they're, they're not like these, uh, uh, it's like, does Elon Musk run a mortgage company? They're just these, <laughs> there's just these crazy statements that are just talking about how amazingly untouchable their operations are. And there, there's, you, you know, I, I prefer a little bit of humility in leadership. I prefer a little bit of open-mindedness. I don't like it when my I don't I personally don't like it when my CEOs are very salesy, you no, know. That's yeah. just that's just it. It's just a it's just a personal call, but it's just pointing back to this whole market mayhem where everything and we posted. Look at what's happening to Rocket's stock with the rebrand. Look at what's happening to yep. their their shareholders looking ambulance chasing for lawsuits. And what we've just seen is a crazy crazy market correction. And it's going to start to settle down, hopefully, so we can all get to work and figure out how we're going to make a responsible and equitable play for equal market share. I think we're just getting wrapped up in this competition. I think we're getting wrapped up in a narrative that's being fed to us. And that is really, really, really what this investor broker was talking to me about. Is he was talking to me about is like people are giving the mic to these leaders, like boop, 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 just writing whatever they say. Yeah. We are an independent media company. Look, look, look through the rising shred. Who's our biggest advertiser? Who's our biggest advertiser? Ourselves. Yep. 100%. Media is the biggest advertiser. We're not beholden to anybody, man. No one. Okay. So we're going to call as we see it. You might not like it. That's cool, bro. You know, you might hate on it. But let's face it, this is this is the real deal. This is the market. And think about this. If you don't like what the rise and shred is saying, it's because you don't like the way the market's going. That's it. Literally, dude, that is what you couldn't have said it better right there. So that's the thing. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. You're going to keep doing what you're doing for everyone out there. Please keep doing what you're doing. But let this be known. We are giving you the best information available. It's what drives us. It's what drives our businesses. It's what drives your businesses. 
And let's face it right now, the last week in the market was not a good week. It no. was very, very deflating. It was very fatiguing. Everything that happened, it seemed like, oh, God. Yeah. I just want to give up. We're not going to give up. We're not going to give up on you or anyone else. Yep. We're going to keep going. We're going to rise and shred. We're going to show up, hustle, repeat every day. We are. And Jake, I'm so glad you started kind of brought this narrative into it because I shared with you, we are all about bringing all of you, ladies and gentlemen, we're all about bringing you the best information. We are a third party. We are not. Have you ever seen an ad in Rise and Shred? No, you haven't. You you absolutely have not. There are no ads in Rise and Shred. We've done that for a reason. Will there in the future? Probably. Like Let's just call it as it is. But at this moment, there are not. We are not a bought and paid for company. I got an email and not only an email, there was a group that some information was posted in about me, about Rise and Shred, saying that we were bought and paid for for Quicken. Like, oh, ladies and gentlemen, Rise and Shred is now sponsored by Quicken Mortgages. They are absolutely a bought and paid for company. Josh has officially sold out. And I'm like, you know, I'm trying to keep explosives out of this as well. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to keep calm, but not only did they say this, but they actually, this person I consider, I'm gonna say an acquaintance now. I, I thought they were a friend, but he, they wrote me this big long email, and I was gonna share it, but I decided I'm just gonna give you a, kind of a quick. Here's, here's what was said. He said, "F you, your organization, you guys are absolutely advocates of Quicken. You, you've turned your back on the broker community, and I can't believe that you'd be willing to do this." Ladies and gentlemen, that could be, couldn't be further from the truth. Jacob and I and our team here at Rise and Shred, we do everything we can to bring you valuable information. The information you need to know, whether you're a broker, whether you're a banker, you know who we advocate for or advocate for is our industry. We, we love our industry. We're passionate about our industry. We want to see us as an industry thrive and succeed. I don't give a shit about one side or the other. But uh, and honestly, sometimes brokers in particular, sometimes they get a hot-headed mindset. Sometimes you need to see the whole picture. And Jacob and I mentioned this. Read the whole story. Go back and read. Don't just be a headline reader. Don't be a headline chaser. Read the articles that we're talking about, and you'll see very clearly where we actually stand on these subjects. I'm done. I'm dropping my soapbox. Ladies and gentlemen, we truly are about you. We want to see you succeed in this industry. That's why we're the Daily Diary. We're giving you the things that, again, are pertinent to yeah. what you are doing day in and day out. And I would say, you know, Josh, I would say, I know that that email was directed at you. I know it hurts. You know, it's, it's, it comes with the territory, my friend, when you're in this business, you're, you're going to be targeted for better or for worse. Um, personally, I don't, you know, I don't think that you want to hang your hat on all the praise you get. Sometimes it's the negative information that gives you a little bit of insight into the mindset of the audience you're trying to reach the audience that you feel needs to change. This is a, think of it as a learning opportunity, Ooh, like you know, for, for, for one quick and rebranded as rocket. You're, you're, it's not quick anymore. It's rocket. You're just not reading the rise. <laughs> it's true. So true. You know, dude. Don't, don't come at me without a full knowledge of who I am. I you love know, it. It's, just, it's just a professional courtesy. Hundred percent. You know, here's how I look at it, Jacob. Honestly, if you're coming at me, that means I'm doing something right. Like that means we are doing so many things right. If you have the time, this email legit had to take thirty to forty minutes to type. It's a long, very long email, and I'm like, man, if you've taken that much time out of your busy day to write me and say these things, you know what? That means you think a lot more about me than I'm thinking about you anyway. Well, so it, you know, it means a lot. It means for one, the broker's not busy enough. Hey, there you go. You know, there uh, you go. And, and that hurts. Hundred percent, hundred percent. It's 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 tough, and 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 it, it kind of reinforces 
what what this show is all about. Yeah. Last week's news stunk. Yeah. It was a big old pile of cheese, stinky cheese. But there's nothing we can do about it. We don't control the news cycle. No, we, we don't. don't. We don't seek to control the news cycle. We don't uh, just put things in the market. I mean, we brought in uh, a, a completely new analytical report that was completely unknown in the market that yep. called it like it was. Bingo. And and that makes people angry. I'm sorry, you don't like it because you don't like what this other person saying. I get it. Okay, you know, sure. I get it. I wish you the best, but honestly, we need to move on. We Let's need to start talking about a couple other things. Absolutely. Zoom. Yes. Is Zoom killing us? It is. What? Wait. It's killing us. Jamie Dimon has a point. Now, you see, here's here's a tough one to cover because we're all talking about going back to work and all that, and you could see that you know companies are just chomping at the bit to get the workers back under their thumbs to get them back into their immediate view uh i'm of the feeling that this narrative speaking of the truth that this narrative that uh, everyone's ready to return to work because it's a good collaborative environment and we're all going to be flourishing uh, you know i'd like to see a real survey of actual workers who aren't scared <laughs> of what they're uh CEO saying, and I'd venture to say with the cost of childcare and work-life balance being so out of whack before the pandemic, and we don't talk about that. Nope. We don't talk about before the pandemic. Have you ever noticed that, Josh? We don't, actually. Like our lives started in March 2020. Crazy. All right? We never talk about our work-life balance before the pandemic. You want to know why? There wasn't any. <laughs> That's so true, dude. 100%. Right? And now yep. the workers finally, for the first time in my life, right, which is much longer than your life, uh, for the first time in my life, I've never seen workers in this position where jobs can't be filled. And it's because they've awoken to reality. Yeah. The only people who haven't woken up to reality are the CEOs. OK, they are completely uh, uh, I don't know. They're tuned out. They're not coming in. There's a few I've mentioned on the show who are doing a marvelous job. They're outliers. OK, every single day I look at more and more CEOs who are like, I got to get them back in. How can I get them back in? How can I get them back under my control? They've realized, and if you survey workers, I'd like to say that close to around, I don't know, 100% of them prefer working from home. Yeah. That's what I think. I think I, I would agree with that. don't want to go back into the office. And I think, I, agree. What, I think that's just what we're seeing. They have to. We have to find a balance. We have to get back to work. Okay. But I think it would do good if we all just recognize that no matter what people are telling you, is there actual underlying cause is like, they're scared. Yeah. They, have to go, they have to figure out how to readjust from their whole life that was thrust upon us for the last 14 months. We have to figure out a way to make it work again. Dude, 100%. And Zoom is killing us, but we're almost cool with that. So the reason that Zoom was mentioned in the article was that, again, it's this narrative that we can't have decent conversations on Zoom. Right. That was the whole thing. We covered it. It was unbiased. We let them have their say. I disagree, man. I think I've been having great conversations with you here on the Rise and Shred show. Yeah. Oh, I, you. Know, I think that we've got along. I mean, I, I, I granted Zoom isn't for 20 people on the call. I don't know if you've been oh, on one no. of those calls where you hop on, you're two minutes late, and there's 14 other people on the call. It's like, this is going yeah. to kill time. You know, yeah, we're going exactly. to really 
get stuff done. Here, gonna be, this is going to be super effective use of our time right now. But yes. that's, Jacob, you mentioned something that's critically important that we, in March 2020, our world changed. And so we don't talk about the narrative before. We don't talk about what was, you know, life was before that. And now, but we had to adjust so quickly from bringing kids home, homeschooling kids in this last year. And now, you have companies that are expecting people just like, oh, well, you know what? You got your vaccine. You got your mask on. Time to come back to work. Time to get back to. And it's like, wait a minute. Like I had to, I had to rearrange everything. Yeah, mask up, mask up, Jacob, mask on. I'm going to work. What was our president said? Master vax or whatever. Like one of the two. If you're not, don't go back into society. And that's a whole mm-hmm. other schedule. But we have to like. CEOs, big companies are just expecting because of fear. I love that you mentioned fear. Most of these people are going to go back to work, but it, there was just such a weird mindset shift that happened in 2020. I think going back to work, it's going to be a very, very interesting as we start to see. I would love to survey. I would love to survey maybe even our our community and our group to see like, what is that like? Yeah. like what do you really think of that? I mean, we'll some, some, some places have switched to 100% work from home uh, so much so that that's not even news. Yeah, you know, it, it was like six months ago. Sure, a company being 100% work from home. Uh, I think it is news. I think yes, we should is. be talking more about the companies that are 100% work from home and looking at their performance. That's a really they, good they idea. Absolutely no mention. I mean, we are, and look, hey, guilty as charged. I'm talking about Jamie Dimon saying he's going to leave Zoom and all that because he's interesting in the fact that he makes these monolithic decisions from up on high that completely ripples through the entire mortgage market in ways that people don't really see. Right. Right. So you've got all these, all these layers that are happening. So that's why I think it's interesting. That's why the CEOs of big banks are interesting because even though they have a diminutive role compared to where it was before the pandemic, it's still quite interesting. And it's also observable in ways that the non-bank CEOs behavior is not. So, you know, we'll look at that, but let's talk about, I want to switch while we still got a little bit of time because you were big into this. I was huge. And we're talking about Zoom, not being able to have personal calls. We had a private conversation, you and I, about the viability of Clubhouse. Yep. Clubhouse. Okay. (laughs) it's, It's interesting because I wish that conversation would not have been private. I don't know why you and I even have private conversations. I really don't either. We should should, record them all. All all conversations public. That should be a a rule now, I think. But uh, we talked about whether or not we felt Clubhouse would be something viable. You felt there was a bit of um, opportunity there. I was decidedly in the field of it's like this is going to be one and done, good and gone, soon enough, right? Yep. It yep. seems like the truth is somewhere in between, Josh. So why do you like Clubhouse so much? You know, I I was bullish on Clubhouse in the very beginning, like anything. And I, I take this from a page out of Gary Vaynerchuk and Grant Cardone's. When you see an opportunity where people are flocking to a social platform, which that's exactly what Clubhouse is, is you should use it, abuse it, get the best use out of it you possibly can. And then if it's gone, it's gone. And I honestly, now I side with you. I... I've been on Clubhouse. We have our team here at Shred has analyzed it. We've spent a lot. We've spent countless hours on it, being conversations, being a moderator on it. And I honestly think Clubhouse ran its course. They they still are an iOS driven platform. They keep saying they're gonna you know release into the 
uh, Android market that still hasn't been done. Um, they've made some changes that have been good. We even had clients of ours saying, hey, we want to do a clubhouse show. And I, I'm like, you know what? I don't think that's uh, the best idea. Originally, we thought it might be. But here's the thing. It's the same people going to clubhouse. It's the same 200, 250 people that ha are having conversations. I mean, from conversations from marketing to real estate to mortgage. And it's the same people trying to just say different things in different in different clubs and in different conversations. I, um, I I think this is one of those where, like I said, it had a lot of hype behind it. I think you had some really big influencers behind the push of it. You had guys like Gary Vaynerchuk. You had guys like Elon Musk. You had people like who were jumping on some of these calls that were trying to like really make this platform grow. But all in all, in the end, it's uh, it's not getting the reach. I literally checked in on Clubhouse just a second ago to kind of see what the numbers were. And numbers are declining rapidly. Like numbers, mm -hmm. I mean, again, just pulling it up real quick right now, ladies and gentlemen, looking at some of these conversations that are happening, it's, uh, yeah, there, there's a, it's the same people. And again, that's great. But these same people, I would just not recommend you going and spending your time in most of these conversations. It's not worthwhile at, at this juncture right now. So you know, I... I you mentioned like I, I we 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 talked about it. I mean, there was no advisory going around or anything, but I felt like Clubhouse wasn't going to be something I was going to participate in, and you yep. thought it was something you were going to be participating in. And you mentioned, you know, some some big names. We love to we love to go after the big names. You know, of course, we, we wish we had big names, and we wish we had bigger names and a bigger voice, bigger hearts. All that is uh, is natural makes sense but maybe what i what i failed in our private conversation is telling you my approach okay okay and, and, and my approach to social media is very very different because sure. i don't have that um you, you know land grab mentality that goes with social media i have a i have something very different i guess you could call it a slow burn but here's what Here's my take on social media. Okay, so social media is basically communications platforms that were developed by individuals who do not have degrees in communications. So <laughs> I have a degree in communication, all right? What if I were to go and try to start an engineering platform? To me, it just doesn't make sense. So yeah. what that means is that some things will work, some will not, and by work means they'll still be here, but none of them are very good. That's why we have all these conversations. Even LinkedIn is not very good. I'm on it trying to run analytics all the time. And I'm like, do you even know why people are talking about stuff here? I don't think you even understand communications. I mean, look right. at LinkedIn. That clunky hunk of garbage is our most, I mean, Facebook. I, I can't even go on Facebook anymore. It is a mess. Okay? It is. So that still doesn't drive my what, how I advise around social media, okay? For sure. uh, because most of the time, I will tell you, Josh, most of the time people don't listen to me when it comes to social media. I've gotten used to it. But here's what a lot of people don't understand with social media is that it can literally vanish overnight. Any 100%. platform, any platform you're on can be gone tomorrow. Yep. There's absolutely no adequate guarantee that anything you put on a social media platform will be viable, talked about a year from now. So think of all the work that you're putting into it, right? Oh my gosh. Jacob, you literally just said, I tell this to every single one of our clients because people do respect us as, as somebody within the space. They, they respect what we have to say because we're on all social platforms. We're posting on every social chat platform multiple times a day. We look at analytics. We look at everything. And I want to make sure everybody is clear. If you're on Clubhouse, great. I just, I don't think it's going to be one of those platforms that's going to revolutionize and like change the way we communicate. Like it's cool. Like I said, it's podcasting live, which is cool. This is podcast. Well, Jacob and I are taking podcasting. The only thing that I will always remain bullish 
Sean is podcasting because you can syndicate it. Like Jacob said, Facebook could be gone tomorrow. All of a sudden, mm-hmm. Mark Zuckerberg could be like, see ya, done. Call it it. I'm, I'm done with this game. And that is literally a possibility. So you need to have, as you're building strategy, as you're deciding on how you're going to be reaching your audience, how you're going to be impacting your audience, that needs to be in the forefront of your mind. You need to be thinking mm-hmm. about that. So Jacob, you hit, you hit the nail on the head that these people do not. And I always tell people it's a way to communicate. Absolutely. You, and that's like, that's how mm-hmm. it should be. You should use it as that. Like you should, you should use it. You should try to connect with people, but don't put all your eggs in one basket because yeah. you're, you're going to lose. Social media has identified a market for communications. Do not confuse that with them seeing value. Bingo. Communications. They see worth. They don't see any value. And if you look at where they ran into hot water over over politics, over elections, uh, and, uh, you, you know, there's some talk about how the First Amendment somehow applies to social media. It doesn't. Not at all. Read the, read the Constitution. It doesn't. Right. Okay. So these are free, privately owned companies that have carte blanche to be used and abused by users here and there. They don't care because they're after the worth of it. They don't care about the value. They're after they the don't. monetization of it. So, uh, you know, go go forth with that little nugget of knowledge, Josh, hopefully. But I think that conversations like these, conversations like over at Next, conversations like what we have at our conferences, that's going to be, uh, you know, listen to the way the CEOs are talking to investors. You know, listen to them and stop talking so much, right? I'm oh. talking to myself, by the way. Not you, stop. You keep talking. I got to stop talking so much. It's going to be your time to talk now. You know, no, dude, that was brilliant. That, I want to end on that because you literally, what you just said, Jacob, totally encapsulate all of what social media is, how we should be using it, how we should be looking at it. So on that, ladies and gentlemen, that's why you should be tuning in every Monday morning. Jacob and I, and not, not just tuning in on the show, every Monday morning, 9 a.m. Uh, Mountain Center time, uh, 8, 8 a.m. Pacific, 10, I, this is it's too early, 10 Central and 11 Eastern. Look at that. I got it. I got there eventually, ladies and gentlemen. But Every single day, you can subscribe to the number one daily diary of the entire industry. Subscribe below. Click on the link. Uh, oh, real quick. I want to click on this. Uh, so, uh, Renee Stanzone, social media is king for networking. Let's use it wisely. It, you know what? I would agree. There's opportunity of connecting some ways. I like I like we say that there, Renee, over our good friends over at Next with Renee. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, Jacob Gaffney, as always, you're absolutely insightful. You're absolutely brilliant. So many things you said in there, Jacob, actually hit me hard today when you're talking about it. So, appreciate you. As always, much more to come. Make sure you guys subscribe to Rise and Shred Below. There, it's going to be another exciting week. It always is. And ladies and gentlemen, just know we're here for you. We, we do this because we truly care about this industry. We're passionate about it. And we do our best to bring you the most pertinent information so you can be informed and you can go inform the people that you care about. With that, ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate you. We love you. We hope you guys have an incredible week. And now it's time for you to go show up. Hustle. Repeat every day. See ya. 